The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Um, today is the 23rd of March, if you can believe it, 2018. We are almost done with this month. Um, stand up, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth, and repeat, I am a winner, I am a champion, I am unstoppable. Why? Because you can be. You will be. These are the words you want to talk to yourself. You know, I choose. I'm powerful. This is the way you talk to yourself. I know. Learn to say the word yes. Yes, absolutely. These are things, power words, that when you start stringing your sentences together, you would be absolutely amazed at how your life is changing. Now, um, as you know, I'm doing an awful lot of brain rewiring right now, and these are all the things I'm discovering. We haven't done anything really formally sitting down or putting a product out, but you're going to see a lot of stuff. And I've got a new um, piece of, um, well, to me, training apparatchet in a different way. As everybody knows, um, I've used the Earth Pulse for years, our good friend Paul Becker, this thing is incredible for recovery with training, injuries, or whatever. Paul's just come out with a brand new stimulator machine, and I'm going to bring him in momentarily. We got our good friend Bill Crawford on here today. I just got my new stim machine. So when I'm done speaking with Bill, guess what I'm going to be doing? And uh, we've partnered up. We're going to be doing a lot of affiliate stuff together. Um, you're going to see a lot of changes. That's going to be out on FBC homepage, you'll be out on Motivation and Muscle page, and it'll definitely be out on the Manly Men's Movement, which I was telling Bill is cracking so big now, we had to go and put a different discussion board in there. Um, it's gaining massive traction, and I have a feeling it will be its own entity one day. Um, we are going in a route most people don't even go near. That's my style. I don't sit here. We're not just going to be talking about the same stuff all the time. We can mix it in with everything. And the most important thing is we've got a lot of lost souls out there, a lot of men and women, especially a lot of the men, the way things have not been going correctly for a lot of them, um, and especially the young men out there. Um, you see a lot of turmoil going on with kids now, and we don't need that. We want to help that out. So look at that. Also go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com. Um, Winners and Champions, Inc., that's our premier product right now. 14 modules, which will change your life. Now, if you've never done them or you're interested in them, we've got everything from high shrugs to stone lifting, to pullovers, to isometric holds, all the things we talk about here, a lot of the stuff I'm involved in with John McKean now, it's very incredible stuff. I was telling Bill, he sent me a couple articles today, um, just incredible stuff that these guys were doing that 
most people don't even have a clue to what it is, and we are going to get into more and more of that, and I want to get John on here, and we'll really crack the sky wide open with that. Also, too, um, our prosperity page, that's on FiorellaBarbellCo.com. Don't forget, you can give a 25 a 50 or a $100 pledge to the company, and I'll tell you right now, we could use a lot of help with everything that we're doing, with me outside working. Um, we will do everything to make this place gigantic. And I was telling Bill, a lot of radio stations are looking to bring in podcast shows. That could be a potential. But as Dr. Wong says, we are the Perry Raider of radio. And not only that, he believes we will be out there in the extraterrestrial world of radio. And I do believe that. I think we're positioned right at the right time because Bill and I are going to talk a little bit about Milo, among other things, today. So you're going to hear for the first time, if you haven't heard, what's going on with Milo. Um, Also, too, go out to our YouTube channel, Fiorella Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. Don't forget about the Manly Men's Movement on FiorellaBarbellCo.com It is getting gigantic and I knew it would and it's going to get bigger and bigger. It's got a forum out there. Put down whatever's on your mind. Please keep it clean. Video because we've got a lot of young kids looking at it and they don't need to hear that garbage. I'm sure they've heard enough of it. I'm not contributing to it. It's alright with passion and stuff at times but I've heard a few shows. Every other syllable out of their mouth is F. Do you really need to do that to get your point across? If you do, you're not too good at your trade. So think about that. Also, right now we're doing um, uh, free strategy sessions here. Um, If you live in New York State, come up here. I'll give you the best hour workout you've ever had. Or if you're not in uh, uh, New York, you know I'm on Skype. We can go anywhere in the world. We do it all the time, and we can do that. Um, Also, too, don't forget to go out and look at all the shows Bill and I have done on MotivationMuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Also, too, sign up for a free newsletter on MotivationMuscle.com. It goes right out to my MailChimp account. Anything I do with relation to that, you'll get that delivered to your inbox. And if you know me, I over-deliver content. You will get so much information. Um, and I think, I just want to make sure there's something else. I think, oh, advertising, we can't forget that. Right at the bottom of the homepage on MotivationMuscle.com, just fill out the form. It'll come to me, and I will call you. That's the way I do things. We need to connect verbally again, all right? Or if you meet somebody in person, you shake their hand firmly and look them in the eyes. That's the way I'm proceeding with business. Um, If it's a quick email or text, I got it. But when we're doing things that intricate, you need to talk to people. So that's a sign of respect. As I said, we've got Bill Crawford coming on here. We're going to talk about a number of things. First of all, we're going to talk about the Arnold where Bill and uh, Mark Henry were. We're going to talk about the shouldering of stones. That was an event there. We're going to also get into a little bit about Martin Janzik's new book, which Bill is part of. And I'm going to lead off with uh, Milo. Um, But before I do that, let me give you some information on Bill. And I probably have got to bring it back up because I had to reboot the computer, folks. Uh, Once again, Internet is playing games with me today, and I don't know what is on Bill's end. But um, it's, you know, it's, it's something. You never know how fickle this stuff is. And when it works, it makes your life a breeze. But, man, when it doesn't, 
it creates havoc for you. And when we're on the phone with people and we're both, uh, you know, time oriented here, um, it's something that, I, you know, I don't like doing that. And I know other people on the other end don't like doing that. But you know what? To do this stuff, to be involved in stuff, that's just the, the you know, the nature of the beast. Um, you can spend all the money you want on whatever you want. You can't stop an Internet problem. That I don't care what you're doing. Anybody that tells you you can, they're not telling you the truth. Being in a guy that was in IT for over 10 years, um, I can tell you the stuff is great. But when you got trouble, look out. And everybody in the world wants your head at that point because they can't do anything. But we're going to give some information on Bill right now. Um, Bill Crawford is a medical doctor, strong man, Highland Games competitor, stone lifter, writer and speaker, and I gave the subject matter. Bill, welcome back. Um, always an honor to have you on, and anything I missed, uh, please put it out, and we'll get started, my friend. Hello, Eric. How are you doing? It's great to be back on. Yeah, it's great. To, it's always good to have you. Um, we had, um, well, you know this gentleman because I t- sent him to you, um, Ryan Stewart, um, Nicole Davis, who trains people out of his gym in Utah, was on with us for the first time, and what really attracted me to her, Bill, and I think you as a strength athlete will really appreciate, not a big woman by any means, there she is shouldering one of Ryan's uh, circus dumbbells and shouldering an Atlas stone, and now she's getting into this stuff, and Ryan's working with her. Now, she has some Japanese descent in her family, and I don't know if you know this, I'm very interested because Ryan went out and found some of it, there are stones that have been lifted in Japan. So she's going to be going over to Japan to take a stone tour, it looks like, next year. Well, there uh, there is a stone lifting uh, tradition in Japan. Actually, uh, okay. uh, sumo wrestling started uh, with uh, the, uh, um, the Shinto monks would actually uh, have guards that were monks uh, at each of the Shinto temples. Uh-huh. And uh, so they would lift stones to, to make themselves big and strong. So at one point they said, "Hey, you know, my my uh, Shinto monk is stronger than yours," and they would have strong they would have uh, stone lifting competitions, but then they just started having them wrestle. Okay, uh, so that's why there's a uh, religious component to that. But every Shinto temple will have at least one lifting stone, uh, and some of them have four or five and six. I have heard about a uh, stone lifting festival in Japan. Really? Okay. I spoke to a man in California whose family's from that region, and. Uh, That'd be a dream of mine. I'd love to hear what she says about stone lifting in Japan because I'd love to get there and try that someday. You're not the only one. I was like, you know, (laughs) there's always stones everywhere, it seems like, and um, it's a very interesting thing, and we'll get more and more with Nicole on that. Um, Let's talk about Milo first. Obviously, um, I've had Milo since the inception of it. I've got every um, Milo ever produced. Um, And you wrote for them for years, and, you know, Randall's been on this show before. Um, And we now, now, the 25th anniversary has just come out of the magazine, and um, this is it. Uh, There might be a few more things coming down the road, but as far as getting the magazine, um, this is the end of its long run. So tell everybody, give a little bit about it, what your feelings are, and then we'll get right into shouldering the stones. Excuse me. 
So, Milo's been a huge part of a lot of people's lives, and and, a, and myself too. I remember that when I first heard that, that, that about it, um, this was before the internet, it was just through word of mouth. Yep. Um, and it was like a lightning bolt, and I I couldn't I couldn't get uh, the information fast enough to subscribe. And like you, I've got the very first edition to this last one, yep. um, and I've, I've had the privilege and honor of being a one of uh, Milo's uh, primary authors for the last. About 15 years now, uh, mm-hmm. you know, contributing as a medical doctor and also uh, just things strength um, and, and uh, different ideas about that, trying to wind, you know, your general health um, and physical culture along with just being strong. Yep. Um, I think a lot of us actually struggle with that. You want to be strong, but you also want to be healthy. Um, and and uh, and many people kind of get sidetracked in that way. So. Uh, but just in general, I mean, the, uh, the, the original articles about, you know, rack work and, and um, you know, covering Highland Games and strongman and Olymp- Olympic lifting. Uh, because quite frankly, you know, uh, like Randall said, uh, you know, powerlifting was covered with uh, Mike Lambert's uh, powerlifting USA. Sure, sure. He didn't get into that. And there's been a little bit of powerlifting, but I think also a lot of the federations and things kind of made it so scattered you really couldn't follow it. But he put his – he put his uh, – he put his – uh, money where his mouth was and really went to all these different places. I've seen Randall in several different countries covering uh, all kinds of different events. And uh, he's one of the principal the photographers for uh, international weightlifting. Um, and uh, it's, it's just, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sad to see it, uh, that sad to see it go, but I think it just kind of went the way of, um, you know, the uh, electronic ages here and, and uh, the printed word is, is not as uh, is not as prominent as it used to be. So, um, but I'm but I'm sure that Randall's going to continue to do that kind of work and have something online that will that that will satisfy our uh, thirst for the things that uh, he's been covering for so long. And he and his wife Elizabeth have have done such a great job, and their their integrity is is uh, you know really unmatched in the in 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 the strength world. No, I agree. Um... And as we see all of these uh, premier magazines more or less taking an exit because, you know, we are in the digital age. And if you're looking at things more and more in a general way, um, the phone is, is replacing everything. I mean, it's to the point now where um, you don't need any other instrument. Or if you do, it's going to be minimized more and more as we go on. Um, this is the nature of technology, and Bill, Bill and I were talking before we came on the air live. Uh, he and I both love books. I don't think books will ever go away. The problem is, the we've talked about this a little bit. You know, I have a brother-in-law who's a varsity football coach at a large suburban school. We have Gareth Denyer on here, who's graduated 100 uh, Division One football players out of his gym in Texas. Let's, we'll be, I'll be honest, because I know what they tell me. They've said it on the shows. The kids that come in there right now where they're having a lot of problems don't care about building big legs, don't care about being able to press a 300-pound bar overhead, don't care about squatting 400, 500, deadlifting 650, you know, busting up big dumbbells. They come in, they they love their creatine. Now, this isn't every kid, but this is what I'm getting from them right now. Um, 
they're just like pec guys and bicep guys and this, that, and the, and they think they're all going to be at a high level. And Gareth told me especially the parents are becoming more and more abrasive. Um, he's had a lot of hard dealings with a lot of the mothers, um, and they're all trying to tell them now how to conduct their business. So, unfortunately, we see a, a dynamic publication like Milo going away now. It's had 25 great years and great work done by both Randall and Elizabeth. Um, and it's sad for us to see it go because we are of a different mentality. But let's let's face it, if we've got a lot of that mentality I just spoke about, Milo, it doesn't matter what you call it, is not going to have the circulation and distribution. And I can tell you as a businessman, you've got to make money. You know, uh, traveling all over these places, all over the world, the film and write costs money, all right? To keep websites up costs money. Now, you're not going to make all your money, obviously, off a publication, but it is the feeder to come in and do business. So, unfortunately, they go, but I'll tell you right now, I said the bill before we came on, we've had two people say that they feel that Eminem is the Perry Raider of media right now, of online, of that, and that's the nicest thing you could ever say to me. Um, I believe we are, and I believe we are positioned to do whatever we need to do to take the mantle from anybody right now. Because if you look like look at gentlemen like Bill and all the other people we have on here and all the new people we are going to get on here, you can see the direction we're going. And we're going to create, like we have now, a family that is going to be unstoppable. And I truly believe that this will be a media giant that will be a mainstream media giant that all the people out there that have never heard of the things we talk about, we are going to get them acclimated with it, and we are going to bring them in. Maybe not everyone, but as many as we can. It's all yours, Bill. Well, uh, you know, another trend is the uh, – and I, I, I think that uh, CrossFit was sort of scoffed off that, but yep. um, particularly amongst, uh, you know – you know what what we would call serious strength athletes, but you know the work that that the that um, that CrossFit has done um, has actually put a lot of barbells in a lot of people's hands, and people are starting to snatch and clean and jerk and, and care about back squats and deadlifts again. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, uh, and the and quite frankly, the work that Rogue has done uh, not to not to you know kind of shout out about a barbell company, but. You know, they've been a part of that with them, uh, and they put a lot of barbells in a lot of people's hands. So, you know, a gym 10 years ago, you walk in, it was all uh, a lot of machines. And now yeah. yep. these these CrossFit boxes are actually something I would identify with as a place to train. If you walk in and you see a bunch of bumper plates and uh, squat racks and, and uh, barbells, you say, you know, another odd implement, you're like, this is a place you can get strong. Yeah. Yep. Um, so. I think that, uh, you know, things are turning around. I think, you know, the, the peck and bicep club is kind of, you know, there's some kids that want to do like, they want to do that, but they're never going to go anywhere with it. Um, and that's just a fact. Um, I know, uh, you know, the, the people that train in, in my gym here, um, as a matter of fact, I've got them on a 20 rep, a 20 rep squat routine. Today is, final, today's the final day of it. So, yep, uh, yep. um, everybody's, uh, they, fit in their pants and they're all you know um they're all like uh, uh, putting on uh, some serious muscle with that yeah it's just like anything else when you speak the truth and show the truth the people will keep coming 
I agree. If you, can, if you cander to the to the to the pumpers, the biceps, and the and the pec club, you'll go nowhere because those guys are gonna just they they'll just they'll they're like they're like uh, gnats. They'll just come and go. <laughs> yeah, you they, know, they haven't done anything to make they haven't they haven't sacrificed anything that means something. I Once agree. Once you get strong, you don't want to give that up. Nope. It's, you know, it's nope. like any other athletic pursuit. So I, I, you know, if if a gym's having trouble with that, and it's high school kids that are doing that. I would just pre-screen them. I know it's business, but I would just pre-screen them. I got a friend that actually um, told several people to leave his facility, and actually he got more business because the atmosphere turned more serious. Yeah, I agree. If you're, if you're an actual athlete and you, and you know that pump that pumping yourself up with bicep and you know bicep and uh, pec exercises, which there's nothing wrong with having large chest and arm muscles, but if that's all you're doing, yeah. But if that's what you're doing, and you're you know. Um, and, and uh, you're not doing anything serious that's going to make you a better athlete. The, the athletes will not come there. No. So and at I some sh- point, you got to step back and say, okay, I'm going to stick to my guns and make it happen. No, I agree. And as you said last time, we were talking about the new look is the neck and traps. Um, and we both know, as Charlie Oliphant told me, when Andrew Carney looked at him and said, what do you think? He said, well, we're going to make you you know, get to where you want with the stones. And he said, we got to get that upper back. Bo- bo- excuse me, upper back, right, and they did that, and he had a 2017 that was just outstanding, and they're going in and getting ready again for 18. But, you know, the whole thing is with all this stuff, you know, whether it's Milo, Motivation, Rogue, anybody out there, um, the idea is, you said it, um, you have very reputable people that stand on principle that have a deep-seated belief, and obviously you take massive action. There's, a, You know, those words have been spoken for, I, I've read stuff back from the 20s, and you've heard that. But you know what? And people say, well, we've heard it all before. Well, no, you didn't hear it all before, because if you heard it, you would have started doing it. And we know one thing, repetition, repetition, repetition is the key to everything you do in your life. It doesn't matter if it's weightlifting, your business as an entrepreneur, where you work, all these things matter. And when you hear everybody say, well, you know, that isn't going to work or, you know, um, I I don't want to really have to put the time in and this and that. I'm telling you right now, and Bill can attest to it, you don't know what you're missing. You, and right, Bill. I mean, yeah, tell. I hear people say that. I hear people say that, and I say, well, <laughs> they just don't have the commitment. I mean, yep. if I don't hear certain things out of people that, uh, um, you know, like my gym when it's when it uh, here in New Hampshire. Yep. My gym when it's uh, zero outside or ten below. Guess what the temperature in the gym is? <laughs> Probably colder. <laughs> zero. And so, yep. You know, we're you know uh, we've actually um, you know we've actually had to. I had a, a propane blower in my gym uh, this past uh, January when it was so cold here. Yep. Um, but it seemed that we had really productive training sessions because you could you could feel the commitment. Yep. And uh, that's that's just the way it is. And so that's and people know what, and they get they get into it and they they stick with it. Um, if they want to, you know, just stand there with a pair of dumbbells and kind of pump up their biceps and admire themselves in the mirror, that goes that comes and goes. Yeah. Yeah, that comes and goes. So uh, there's nothing that you can that you can do to get people on the right way on, on the a right mindset um, if they don't want to they don't want to sacrifice and put time into it. 
But once they start achieving goals and start doing something with it, then you can get. Then they'll continue to want to go forward with it, and that's that's just the way it is. You know, it's funny you're talking about the, uh, the you know prior lessons learned. Uh, George Jowett said that in the key to Mike Muscle. Yep. Um, he's you know his uh, the, the the quote that he had, uh, which he said, and and uh, the the problem today is that people are like drones. Yeah. That they that the, they let the lessons of the past pass by us like bread upon the waters. And that was written in 1924, almost 100 years ago. Yep. And that's and that's more that's more relevant today than it was even when he wrote that. I agree. I and agree. I, and yep. uh, so uh, that's that's something that people. I would recommend that people try to find that book. You can go to uh, Bill Heinberg's uh, website. Yep. yep. And, and get the key to mind muscle uh, from uh, uh, George Jowett, and uh, and it's a fantastic read. Yeah, um, and I've been pushing among a lot of books. We do that on the uh, Manly Men's Movement, but I have gotten reacquainted and have read it multiple times. I even go down to the cemetery because I visit my dad and my brother Jimmy down there. I bring the book down with me and read it to them, literally. Um, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. I would suggest if you don't own it, go out and buy a copy of it this weekend and read it read it and reread it. I'm telling you right now, the life lessons you'll learn from Andrew Carnegie and Napoleon Hill and Henry Ford alone will change your life forever. And I mean that wholeheartedly. Read Jowett, read Coach John Wooden, go out and read Milo, Steve Jack. I mean, Vince Lombardi, there, you know, I mean, there is just so many things to draw from. One of the books I was reading Every day, it wasn't hard to read the whole book. I was reading of Stones and Strength with Steve Jack and the late Peter Martin. So, I mean, there is no reason why you can't get better unless you don't want it. Um, Bill said it. I'll say it. Bill, myself, and I know others, we train in extreme weather. I've talked about walking steel stones in snowstorms where I couldn't even see um, at night with the lights, the trip in the motion lights so I can see what's in front of me, falling with it. You'd have snow up to the bottom of your kneecaps, and thank God it was soft because I probably would have killed myself otherwise. Why? Because I need to push myself like that. Because I need the challenge. And not only that, you want to start biting into things like that. And when you start doing that, that changes you. It changes you in every way. Not only metabolically, spiritually. Um, you know, how you sleep. How you look at things. How you come up with training programs. And most of all, how do you succeed? Now, I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to take you a lifetime, but in between when you start and the end of your life, you're going to be pretty darn good if you want to be. Um, Bill, you can comment on any of that, but let's start right in with the Arnold with uh, the, sh- uh, the stone shoulder event. That's very interesting, and we'll go from there, please. Uh, yes, I had a chance to uh, – I've been working with the uh, the Arnold uh, for the last several years with Chan and Terry Todd. Um helping with the uh, record breakers and just other general things. We had the, the uh, second annual indoor Highland games at the Arnold sports festival. So I uh, helped organize the professional class. And, um, and that was, that was, that was a ton of fun. Steve Conway and I did that. And, uh, uh-huh. um, and uh, Rob Keeman uh, actually ran the, uh, the women's and the, and the amateurs uh, in the master's competition 
a very high level of competition. Uh, Spencer Tyler set uh, four world records uh, in Highland Games, mm-hmm. um, including weight over bar with the 56 uh, in Highland Games and also the 56-pound weight for distance. I mean, he set a world record for setting world records he was just you know on fox so look look for him to be a great uh to probably you know i'd, I'd say a, a, definitely a front runner for world champion of uh, highland games this year but the uh, strongman I, I got a chance to uh announce the strongman competition with uh with mark henry which i'm a fan of mark's as a you know is his you know athletic career but just as a person uh yep. um you know mark's just a terrific man and i've I've had a lot of fun working with him he's a funny he's a funny guy but he's a really great guy uh but the one of the events um that they had this year was a new event ode haugen's tombstone um basically it was a 410 pound stone kind of a it was smooth and it had sort of an indentation it looks a little bit like some kind of meteorite or something (laughs) yeah Uh, very smooth stone oddly shaped and uh, so they had to uh, shoulder the stone for uh, and they had two and a half minutes. So um, and it really, people really struggle with it. I mean, uh, uh, Half Thor got one shoulder um, by Brian Shaw. Actually, didn't get it completely up to his shoulder. Wow! Um, and uh, Mikhail Shivlikov of Russia got one, and I believe. Uh, I believe uh, Reino Heine, uh, Heine from uh, Estonia got another one. But then uh, Matius uh, Kaliskowski from Poland, the young yep. 25-year-old man. Um, fantastic uh, uh, potential and strongman, a very good athlete. Um, he just needs to keep putting in the time and getting that, that deep structure strength uh, that, that you get as you get older. Um, but he, he shouldered the 410-pound stone uh, four times. Wow. Um, in two and a half minutes, and um, that was the big buzz for the whole competition. Honestly, Half Thor won overall and, and was clearly the the strongest man that weekend. But uh, but uh, that that one that one event was the big buzz. So yep yep. Um, and we, there was a lot of discussion. We we talked a lot about you know what kind of stone natural stone lifting we would have and what would you know the the, the rules and sort of how to make it happen. But um, so he got it up to his shoulder four times. And uh, I've seen a lot of things, but that's in the top three, and I can't remember the other two that were better. Yep. And uh, and here's the, here's the bottom line. What did he do to get there? I found out that he had a stone that was about 10 kilos heavier in his front yard in Poland, and he would go out there and just shoulder the stone and shoulder the stone and shoulder the stone. So he got really good at shouldering stones. Yep, yep. That's, that's what happened. He just got really good at shouldering stones. And he said it really did a lot to help his overall strength too. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, which which uh, was you know it was pretty obvious that that was that that had happened for him. Um, so I think that you know seeing that natural stone liftings come on is is uh, is really terrific. Another event that they that they did was to have Martin Lissix um, actually uh, 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 work to uh, break uh, Milo Steinborn's uh, Steinborn lift. Okay. Uh, you know, where you take the barbell up from the floor and, and rock it up on your shoulders and do a yep. full squat and stand back up and put the barbell back down. He did 560 pounds, which nice, uh, which was a terrific lift. But uh, it was homage to the to the uh, to the to the lift itself. And Rogue had actually made a special globe barbell for this. Nice. And this thing was beautiful, uh, and it and they actually had the original uh, globe barbell that Milo Steinborn. Did did the, did that lift on as well? Jeez, 
So I don't know if you're familiar with the old Milo Barbell Company. That's oh, yeah. Henry Steinborn, but he changed his name to Milo Steinborn for the Milo Barbell Company. And he actually, uh, uh, you, it's basically a globe that you open the globe, you load inside it, and you screw the thing back together. Yep. Um, and just beautiful apparatus. Um, but uh, so, you know, those old lifts are actually, people, it's on people's radar screens, and people are getting it. People yep. are looking back because what's, happened, what's happening overall just, just doesn't hold water. No. So is it harder to do CrossFit and to do a bunch of snatches and clean jerks and lift stones and, and uh, you know, these odd lifts? Or is it easier to go pump on a machine and look at your biceps and your, and your pecs? Right. right. It's harder to do those other things. But, you know, that's what's catching fire right now. Yeah. So I have, a, I have an opposite view. I think that we're taking off right now. Actually, Olympic lifting, there's a young man that, from South Carolina who's only 16 or 17 years old who's setting all the U.S. records and very well should be a, a – a medalist in his weight class at Olympic lifting. This mm-hmm. whole thing, we're going to start. We're going to start seeing Americans become top Olympic lifters again. Particularly if they, when they start, you know, as the uh, as the Olympics uh, gets better at uh, drug testing. Yeah. Um, so these state sponsored uh, 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 programs like in Iran and China and Russia. Not to call anybody out, but the Russians are having a terrible time with this. Yep. Um, you know, and and uh, so I think you're going to see a lot more of the of these old time type lifts, lifts yeah. really, really come on. So, yeah. you know, power rack work and, and, uh, you know, the traps of the new biceps, as you said. Right. You know? Yep. Yep. And that's, so I, I, I'm actually quite optimistic about things right now. Well, Bill, you know, you look at, I mean, I had Stevie Shanks on here not that long ago and we were talking about, you know, and I'll be honest with you, not only is it catching fire, but Stevie was, has been many that have said that he feels, the show has really increased um, people's interest in the Denny's alone. Now, you know, we see when um, Charlie was on here, uh, Liam Tweedy's going over, and um, uh, Mark Sheriff's, uh, he's been training the both of them. They'll go April 28th to see if these two gentlemen can qualify for the gathering. And as Stevie said, I can't remember how many years, but it was quite a might have been a hundred years. You know, they've they've got they had I think in the last few years, or it was last year, over a hundred people at the gathering. Okay, which he said nothing's ever been like this. And now, for the gathering this summer, uh, now the R. Blair Stones are going to be included, and the Inver is going to be there too. Obviously, not anybody's going to be able to go up and touch the inver, but, I mean, you see what's going on. There is definitely an interest, and now with our mutual friend Ryan Stewart and all the stones he's discovered in Utah and him going over after the uh, Husafel in uh, April, I believe it is, um, it's really starting to stir the pot. And I think what I've seen here with anybody, I started with a sandbag. They always graduated to a stone. There's something about it, whether it's genetically, DNA, whatever it is that catches you on fire, seems to want to drive you in that, you know, in that way to go. Does it mean you're going to go lift uh, Husafel Stone? Maybe not, but it might mean like we were just talking about. Maybe you take a 250-pound stone, and every day you're going out and shouldering it, and you grow from there. One thing I wanted to ask you, too, not that it matters, I guess, but... 
the gentleman that lifted the stone four times to the shoulder. Because what we've been seeing in the last, say, six to eight years, I guess, in around there, as we're seeing these giants like a Brian Shaw and a Half Thor, was this gentleman the same size or what was he? Um, he actually, he's a tall, he's tall. He's probably about six, five, maybe six, six. Okay. Uh, very athletic and, uh, very trim actually. Okay. Um, I think, uh, shouldering a stone, the kind of the bigger guys, it's harder to get over their, their large, uh, midsections. Yeah. Chest. Yep. Um, he was a little, he was a little slimmer, so it was easier to kind of structurally get that above. But what he did have was really big hands. Um, oh, okay. Tell yeah. he was accomplished with, uh, with lifting stones. Yep. But mainly what he did, he just, he just actually, took the time to, to get good at it. Yeah, yeah. Because they'd, they'd known it was going to be an event for about three or four months. You know, okay. They announced the events uh, beforehand and, and give the gentleman a chance to, to, to train specifically. And if you don't train specifically with a, with implements, that's your fault. But yep, you yep. have the opportunity to yep. get several months to prepare yourself. Um, and half the word lifted stones. And, and uh, as an Icelander, I, I knew he would. Um, but it... It uh, mostly just came down to preparation, um, and it also speaks to uh, his strength. The place was absolutely electric. After I can that. imagine. As yeah. a stone lifter, you know, I had, I was foaming at the mouth. I, <laughs> with a microphone on my hand, witnessing yep. something like that, and and uh, got a chance to yep. kind of uh, be a part of that event, and uh, it was it was truly impressive. If anyone's gone to the Arnold, I think we're going to have. Um, the crowd this year was particularly whipped up because of the intensity of the events. Yeah. The intensity yeah. of the events were, were fantastic. They always are, but this year it just seemed like there was a le- there's a ne- another notch. Yep. Um, because people, people recognize the kind of things, you know, you see a, you see a stone, it just looks unliftable. Yeah. Um, and it's not, it's not designed for that. And we've talked about this a number of times that, you know, uh, when you start talking about, uh, barbells, they're made to be lifted, you know, yep. and, um, now they get hard as you pile on weights, you know, like half or get a 10,041 pound right, lift. Right. You know, but it, uh, and they, all of us know that, you know, you can, you can put enough weight on your, on your own barbell and you just to where it's unliftable. But, um, you know, the stone actually is defiant. It wants to fight you. It doesn't cooperate. And what I, what I've told, you know, what I've told people many times and even some of the strongman competitors, you know, after the event they kind of, you know, chuckled and said, you know, so what did you think? I said, well, lifting a natural stone is an acquired is an acquired uh, um, ability. Yeah. So you got to practice. I yep. mean, you know, uh, you know, did you learn how to press? A, you know, doing these other events just without practice. You know, I said you just got to put the time in. Yeah. So I suspect if they have the same stone this coming year for the uh, for the Arnold Strongman, it'll there'll be a lot of uh, there'll be a lot of uh, improvement um so which will be fantastic to watch um, yeah still it, it just it maybe it'll put you know natural stone lifting in yet another uh favorable light uh and i agree with you i'll tell you you know you're saying a lot of the crowd was really whipped up you know if you think about this i think a lot of people no matter what they're involved in can identify with lifting a stone even with like the milo style um globes and stuff um there's something about it. See, you know, I've always been a big believer in the atmosphere that surrounds you and what you surround with yourself. And when you see stones, obviously, most people think they are unliftable, but it's, it's 
it harks back to that manual labor which so many of us or our fathers or grandfathers or people we knew did where it's not like it is today, okay? But people have seen through the years, you know, vaudeville, all kinds of things that have used these different pieces of apparatchik, which is not very common anymore unless you're in a in a in a gym that caters that which are very few or if you're at your home or my house here where you're going to see these globes and these shot loaded instruments um and i think people can get a very good feel for stuff like that you know we were talking yesterday with nicole you know think about back in the day you know They'd go in on a Sunday in a, in a big bar, and you'd go in the back, and they'd, they'd have lifting contests, you know, pressing contests. They'd be, you know, trying to bend bottle caps off beer bottles, and they aren't like they are today. I mean, these things were like trying to bend stone or steel. So I can see why it would be much more capturing and not taking anything away from a barbell because they are magnificent, especially when you watch an Olympic lifting event. But let's face it, I'd much rather see Martin, you know, slapping the the squat, you know, pulling the thing up, dumping it on his shoulders and squatting it than watching somebody take it out of a set of squat stands and nailing it. Is it just as good? Absolutely. Strength is strength. But when you've got to take something, stand it up on end, and get that over on your shoulders and squat it, or get over a, a thundering stone and you can lift it, whether you're shouldering it or just bear hugging it, that to me, the the eye, the eye is always to the soul. That's more interesting to me. So it's yours. I yeah, I would agree with that. Um, yeah. You know, there's uh, the whole thing with uh, stone lifting today, and you, you touched on the fact that uh, Martin Jancis is in the process of writing a book, and he asked me to to, to help out with that. Yep. Um, I, I think that the other thing about uh, stones is that they, you know, they can lie outside. Um, and there's something there's something uh, inherent about the stone that makes people that draws people in. Yep. Um, I think that um, there, there's a lot of history behind a lot of the historic stones, but there's something eternal about a stone. When you yep. lay your hands on a natural stone and you lift it and you continue and and you get more proficient at it, it seems that it's a much more natural way to gain strength. Yep. Um, and I've told people that uh, that the best overall body exercise I've ever done for strength was carrying a stone. Yep. Um, and I, I mean that with, with all my heart. Even my pressing went up. Um, it's sort of like twenty rep squats. You know, you you get uh, you know you get a lot of benefit, a lot of side benefits you didn't count on by just becoming stronger as a uh, you know as an organism overall. Yep. So natural stone lifting actually is a, actually gives. Uh, give somebody another way to get really strong, and I can tell you, I've seen a lot of people who can who can lift a lot of weight with a barbell who just can't lift stones. Not that they couldn't, they just hadn't put the time into it. And not even atlas stones where you cover, you smother yourself in tacky. You know, you have to, <laughs> you, you know, a smooth, a, a nice natural stone where you can, you know, you have to use, you know, just your maybe a little bit of chalk, but just your own, you know, just your own grip and your own yeah. your own ability. Um, and that's another thing they did. They did not allow uh, tacky at, uh, with that stone shoulder. Oh, nice, good. They were very, they were very clear about that, and um, uh, they allowed them to use the kind of a drying cloth for their hands. Yep. And chalk if they wanted to, but it was you know it was pretty. Uh, there was there was no uh, application of tacky. <laughs> right, right. Which fantastic. I, I really enjoyed the the spirit of what they did. 
Um, I, th- I think that uh, I think that anyone can lift a stone. You know, yeah. Lifting is to me is just as accessible as any other type of strength. Uh, if you can lift a fifty-pound stone, you can lift a fifty-pound stone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I revel in, the, in 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 seeing somebody you know with a terrific effort. Remember when? Uh, um, remember when uh, Roger Davis? Oh my God! stone and nice. Uh, yep. Yep. He fought that stone for ten minutes after he got it off the ground. I mean, I had never seen any human yep. struggle and, and and endure what he did, what he endured to get to the place where he stood up with that stone and put it up on that plinth. I could not believe it. I'm sure you were the, you felt the same way. Yeah, he was bloody too. Do you remember? Yeah, he, he <laughs> fell back. Had, yep. He fell back within his lap and had to put his hand behind him. Yep. Somehow recovered, and we're just really. You know, encouraging him, and he and he got up, and he stood up, and he finally got it up on that plinth. It wasn't the it wasn't the heaviest lift by far. You know, um, you know, we were lifting, you know, the Brynjolf stock that weighed six hundred twenty yep. pounds and the, all kinds of crazy stones. But for the effort, he got he got the best effort, and it was one of the best stone lifts I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, Bill, I, Bill, so I think go ahead. yeah, and I think pound for pound, he might be one of the best ever. Yeah, I would say that that's true. And I, I, but what I'm saying is that it's that stone lifting is accessible for everyone. So exactly, we talk a lot about the Denny Stones and the Everstone, or you know the Husafell Stone Carry, which so far is still the gold standard to me as far as being able to lift. You know, the a, a strength feat. You know, uh, uh, going going full circle with the with the uh, Husafell Stone is you know probably for the historic stones the the big one. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's it's that you know it's relative to every person's ability. So we talk about all these great big, these great stones and these feats, but it, it shouldn't discourage you from wanting to lift stones and get better at it. No, I agree. So that's what I would. That's exactly what I would say. You know, just just you know, get with it and 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 lift stones. Yeah, everybody can lift them. You yeah. know, if you have access to natural stones, um, great. If you don't, you'll probably find a landscaping company. You could you know, relatively inexpensively buy a river stone that's been shipped in or just travel around and, and go collect some stones. I've just taken me a long time to get my collection of stones, my natural stones. Me too. I'll tell you something right now, folks, anybody that's out there and wants to get into it. This is when they're tearing roads up in the spring, at least back in the northeast. I've gone and gotten big chunks of cement road. You, and they got they have a pile that's as high as you can see. If you go up and you're uh, respectful of these guys and you got a truck, let me tell you, you can get any size slab you want. You got a sledgehammer home or they'll do it for you. You can bring home some mat. You know, we talk about the shield, the Husafel. I mean, you've seen some of the stones that Bill lifts, the natural stuff. The stuff I've got here that we've built out of steel and regular stones, you can go and get tons of that stuff now, and they don't care. They'll give it away to you. So there's no excuse. You can go out and find anything. And if you can't get them right away, what's wrong with a sandbag? Multiple sandbags. Line them up or fill the liners, whatever you do. I mean, and think about this. What do you really need after that? Maybe you have a barbell, set of squat stands, go go for it all. But no gym fees, none of that baloney of waiting for anything. You go out when you want to go out, and you make the progress you want. So take it away, Bill. Well, I, I've actually gotten uh, – um, I've done this before, and I, and I took a uh, I took a uh, one-and-a-half-inch uh, pipe. Yep. 
and I just went and got a couple of uh, uh, sonar tubes. Yep. And um, I made basically um, cement plates. And I, I left, you know, and, and um, I, I left it outside. Just I had different size, you know, cement cement barbells, basically, up to about 225 pounds. I could clean and press. And, yeah. Um, there, so there is no excuse. You can actually then take a sonar tube and just pour some concrete in it. You get that from any, you know, Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever and make something that's just a, a hard object to pick up. Uh, you can get creative with it. You, you can you can mail in and get uh, from Steve Slater and get some of the stone molds. Sure. Like I said, the other possibility is just get in a car if you don't live where there's a lot of stones. There are rivers, and every river's got stones in them. Trust yep. me. Yep, they do. Um, every river, I don't care where you are, it's really hard not to find a river that doesn't have a stone in it. You have to be creative and have a look around, but um, you've got to you know you've got to be able to to find those kinds of things. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, one, one thing I've done too, and it works perfect. Another cheap way, go to anywhere that's got boxes. You want to have strong walled boxes. Um, you grease the inside of the box real good. Uh, hopefully you got a cement mixer, but if you don't, you do it the old fashioned way. You get yourself a wheelbarrow, mix up your, uh, quick crete, pour it into the box, let it harden up. Um, you're going to need a grinder to, to uh, grind the edges off because you don't want to get stung with one of them. I have puts a nice hole in your in your forearms. Um, and look, we talk about basque lifting. Become a basque stone lifter. Um, I got a million things I've done here. I love doing it and I love creating. And Bill, I'll tell you right now, that box move will build you an arsenal of stones. And when you got quick crete, look out, baby. Paint them up. Use the dye in it, whatever you want to do. Go to town and become a bass stone lifter if you want. Or make it into anything. Anything you can carry, whatever. But you can do this. Everybody's got heavy boxes somewhere. You know, go anywhere and you can do this. So take it away. Well, there's a, another thing uh, you talked about, bass stone lifting. Something that isn't yep. appreciated, and I've done some of this, is to uh, get a large stone and somehow fix a ring into the, to the side. Yeah. I've get a chain it. and a handle and drag it. Oh, <laughs> So I've got a I've got a stone that I probably I, I I've told you, but you know I'm moving from yeah. uh, Hampshire down to North Carolina in a couple of weeks, and uh, um, I'm taking all my stones with me, at least the, my best ones, um, and I'll have to figure something else out. But uh, I've actually had a stone that I uh, have a hole. I have just a ring in the side. Yep, and with several hundred pounds, and I, I'll just drag that thing, and uh, that's pretty awful. I mean, yeah. you know, a sense of accomplishment dragging a several hundred pound stone just twenty feet, and it takes you ten minutes to do it. You're, <laughs> yep. you're completely drenched. Yep, your, your hands are shot, your hips and your back are shot, your traps are shot, and you you only you only move this thing twenty feet an inch at a time. But let yep. me tell you something. That is an unbelievable way to get extremely, extremely strong. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I like about the Denny Stone lifting is that you know, with especially with a plate loaded uh, system, that you can build up and get and and continue to get really, really strong in that way. Yep, your hands and your back and everything else. Not traditionally like a dead, like you know, like barbell deadlifting, but like just strong in a oh, different yeah. way. Yep. So there are different types of strength, and I think that that's something that people are starting to key in on. That it's not just the barbell, or even how you look. 
I mean, the look of having uh, big biceps has just almost completely gone away. Yeah, I know. Yep. You know, people want to have people want to have big traps and they want to have you know lumbars and glutes and you know big hands and and, and forearms, which is that makes you look you look like an athlete. You know, yeah. you look like yeah. somebody who is genuinely strong. When I look at someone, I can tell if they're strong just looking at their their traps. My yep. wife was on a TV show and this guy had pretty good arms, you know, because you could tell he'd been pumping. He had no traps, right? Neck. And I'm thinking that guy is not strong. Nope, nope. That guy is not strong. Um, nope. You know, when you see uh, you see competitions and you see a guy like you see a guy that his arms look, you know, you know, pretty good, but then you see and you see that they have large traps. Yep. I, I, honest to gosh, I don't know of any guy that doesn't have big traps and neck who's not strong. I watched the NCAA uh, wrestling this past weekend, the finals. Yep. yep. There wasn't one man that didn't have an impressive set of traps and a neck. Not one of them. No. And these are, these are you know, the NCAA finals, that's world-class wrestling all the way. Yep. yep. Um, so that tells you quite a bit about what you really need to know about what to do to make yourself strong. And, you know, strength is a very interesting process. The more I get into different things now and doing a lot of the older stuff from the 60s and things of that nature and reading whatever I can get with John, like Dr. Ziegler and Bill March and all these things that were going on, you know, and the stuff that John sent me today, I was telling Bill, um, you know, about a gentleman named Don Booth, and there's some things John sent to me. It's got... um direct stuff that uh russell nip was talking about when he was training with and he and bill stars in there with him and they were talking about the iron staircase i mean you look at these pictures of these guys and i'm looking at them right now they've got the old tubular york uh power rack i mean i don't know you know i guess you got to have appreciation for this stuff because without even reading the article and knowing what the stuff is they're using and basic, but just just body provoking, like you can't imagine. Um, I'll tell you, it, for me, it's like the knockout punch to me. I, I look at that, and I look at that, and I look at that, and I'm saying to myself, now I'm using my vision of how I want to look. And then when you read these articles, man, that nothing fancy, very basic, very well written, but my God, you can read them. 10 times and get another piece out of each time you read it. So that to me is what strength is all about. Yep, it's great to put up something huge over your head or shoulder something or squat something or walk 50 meters with the greatest manhood stone in the world. It is magnificent. But there's nothing like building strength to get to these destinations if that's what you choose. I think I said in the last show with Bill, I can remember as a kid, I'm sure Bill saw it too. There were certain guys in your neighborhood that were just so damn strong. They're all weightlifters. Nope, they didn't go on to do this, that, and the other thing. They were just strong, and you admire that. And uh, if that's all it is for you, I think that's great right there. That's leadership. Um, Bill, you can comment on that, but let's let's hit a little bit on um, our good friend Martin Janzik's book that you're heavily involved in. Um, and we'll go from there, my friend. So basically, it's a book about natural stone lifting. We're going to cover most of the historic stones, like the stones in Scotland and Iceland. But um, also, too, uh, and Martin came to the New Hampshire Highland Games last year. Right, and did a right. Stone lifting uh, demonstration for us, and it was very popular. But 
Um, we're also going to talk about training, uh, very specifically how to train to carry the Husafel stone uh, that I'll contribute to, and then lifting the Denny stones. And then Martin will talk a lot about the, uh, you know, lifting natural stones and, and uh, how to read a stone and how to prepare yourself to, to train. And um, he sent me a video clip a couple of, uh, a few nights ago where he's, it was, you know, kind of a snow squall at night in Scotland. And yeah, he's got, yep. He's got a stone and he's just, he's out there just training in the dark in the snow. And, you know, so this is from, this, you know, this is from a real, you know, this is from a real stone lifter. And I consider myself in that category because yep. I put in the time. And so we're not going to, we're not going to show you how, the, you know, there's no, we're not going to talk about supplements and we're not going to talk about nutrition or anything. Right. <laughs> talk about walking outside and putting your hands on a heavy stone and learning how to lift them. And, uh, there'll be some good pictures, um, uh, obviously pictures that haven't been published before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also just, you know, a lot of instructions. So we're going to try to cover, um, much more of the actual training, uh, yep. as well as the natural stones themselves and, and the kind of the how to, there's a lot of different techniques that are involved as well. So I think that, um, um, I think that you know that's that's what it's, it's going to be a little more encompassing as far as a, as far as a, a book. A lot of the stuff that we've learned about uh, stone lifting has not been published before. Right. I've never really completely laid out all the information I know about Icelandic stones until now. Yep. Um, and uh, that's that's going to be you know I think it'll I think it'll look well and and, and have a and have some things that people will really will want to really want to read. Well, I th- yeah, I think that's you're giving a lot of value there because, like you said, a lot of this stuff has not been published. The both of you are excellent stone lifters, um, and you know uh, you practice what you preach. There's something though I, I've been meaning to ask you the last few times because I think we talked about it maybe on the show or, or offline. Um, I remember you saying to me you thought that you would possibly might have found some other famous Icelandic stones. I didn't dream that, did I? Um, we know of some. Okay. Um, and and we've, we've just, we've just got to go get them. Okay, um, so that would be a pilgrimage, obviously, to Iceland again. I don't want to say too much about it because, honestly, okay. I'd be... Okay, you don't have to. Well, I'd just be telling you stuff that I don't really know until I actually went okay. there and looked at them. Okay, okay. Um, because, uh, you know, some I've actually been to stones before that had a... That, um, I went to the stone. There was a stone in Scotland that Peter Martin and uh, Peter Martin and I kind of did done some research on, and then we met each other at the farm, mm-hmm. uh, and, and far up in the far you know the north of Scotland, and um, it's called the Crawford Pudding Stone. Oh, really? Okay. So of course, I was very interested in this. Yeah, stone. yeah. This thing was smooth and oddly shaped and weighed a minimum of seven hundred pounds. Holy. So I said, I said, I don't care if you spray painted half Thor with tacky, he's not yeah. getting this thing off the ground. No. And it had these scratch marks on it. And so the farmer that was there said, oh, yes. He said, this stone was lifted by Satan himself. <laughs> so I said, okay. So I, I went like, okay, so this is, you know, it hit, it was basically completely a myth. So, and then there, there have been some other historic stones or, you know. Yep stones that have said to have been lifted there's one i've seen some other stories like this uh you know four thousand pound column of stone that's supposedly been lifted by this you know this uh, great hero back in the past and um you know it, it just so before you say things I'd like no to i understand visit, yep 
Yep. I'd actually like to visit and understand it a little better. Yeah, yeah. A little more research. But there are a couple of stones that we know about, and, and sometimes these things are almost inaccessible. Yeah, right, right. As you know, that it, it, traveling around Iceland is kind of, uh, it's, you got to know what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, that is very spread out, and it takes you multiple hours to get to places. Absolutely. Yep. You can get, you can get lost and... You're yep. just lost, man. You're on the edge of the earth. Yeah. I, I remember, I don't remember, I, I think it was the last leg when we were going to Husafel, and you guys were all up. Um, was that was that when it was, um, I don't remember the name of the stone. It was like a big water fountain. It reminds you of like at a wedding with the champagne coming up out. Um, you guys were all up there lifting, and I can't remember what the stone was. Oh, that's that, that was the Peterstein. The Peter, the, yeah, uh, okay, the, yeah. On the cliff at uh, Fjolkos. Yep. And I remember looking out over the ocean, and it looked like the world ended right there. But it went on and on. It was a, a beautiful sky blue day with big, big white clouds. They looked like cotton out there. But yeah. it looked it looked like the ocean stopped. It was the most magnificent thing I've ever seen in my life. Well, of all the stones I've lifted, the fact yep. that I got to lift that on that cliff with yeah. just Peter and I up there yeah. in that very dramatic sight. Yep. That was, uh, that. if you said, what is the one stone lift and the one place and the one time that you most cherish stone lifting, that was it. Yeah. And, and that's beautiful. People because they're like, Denny Stones, Ember Stones, uh, Husafel. No, you'd have and, to see it. You'd have to see it to believe what we saw there. Right. I mean, that's, this was the, this was it, man. Yeah. Um, so yep. I, that, that stone will be, that stone will be included in the, uh, in the, in the discussion as well as the, awesome. the Lake Stein, uh, which is up the, the tombstone, the yep. Lake Stein, the Icelandic word for tombstone up in, uh, in Hazelur, which yep. is near the Arctic Circle there. Obviously the, uh, the Drific stones, the Husavel stone. Yep. You know, just the, just, you know, and the stones that, uh, Lotcher, Walter, right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Slotervik, uh, you got yep. the Brynjolfstok, the Judas Stein, and the, uh, also the uh, Stones of Latra, you know, yep. four stones that go into a plinth. Now, I don't remember, I, I think I remember this, uh, in Legenstein, that was also the uh, big myth, supposedly, that you walked around that big, huge stone, and supposedly the farmer had made the deal with the devil, that's what those guys are telling me, and... Yeah, there was yeah, a whole, yeah, there's a whole yep, myth behind yep, it, and, you know, yep. and... Uh, so it's yeah, you know, it's all you know. That's that's one of the beauties of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, another there's some other things that uh, that Icelanders believe about stones as well, and and uh, just just their natural world that is still very prevalent. That that'll be in the book as well. There's some, awesome. some really really fantastic uh, things that I found from found out from uh, different people. It's. I'm glad you guys are doing this because it, it's great to know the history. I know we don't. It's not it, – a lot of people don't care about it anymore. But, boy, if you're going to go and do stuff like that or you have this type of physical culture interest, this is where we were talking about with the end of Milo and stuff. Um, it's nice to still have things you can pick up and read and reread and reread and reread. Or if you listen to, like, what you and I are talking about today, you can go out and listen to this show till the end of eternity if you so choose. Uh, it's important. It's, you know, I want to know if I'm lifting something, I would like to know a little bit of the history behind it. I, I, I think it makes it that much more interesting to get over there and do things like that, you know. So, um, what you got anything else, Bill? Um, well, the, uh, um, 
see. World Championships and Highland Games are coming up in Victoria um, in uh, May, uh, and I I won't be able to attend that as I'm starting a new job. But um, just to keep people's attention on that, um, and uh, World Strongest Man's in Manila in yep. uh, May as well, and then just the usual the summer rolls out for different uh, competitions. And I think the main thing is just uh, to have everybody set a goal. Yep. And go after something. You know, I'm 55 now, and you know, my goal is to continue to be able to lift my stones and to uh, and to stay strong and yep. to you know uh, continue to push some of the you know like the Denny rings lifts. I'd like to keep pushing those up and up and up and just get better at it. Um, just have just have goals. I guess that's the main thing. And try something you may think that you might not be very good at. I yeah. think if anyone who's, who might listen, they say, well, I can't lift the stone. That's ridiculous. Yep. If you lift the barbell, you can lift the stone. Anything you can do with a barbell, you can do with a stone. Except maybe, you know, do a squat snatch. I wouldn't, you know. Right, right. Other than that, I think that, um, I think that you know, lifting stones are something that, you, that everyone should look into. Yeah, I, I think you hit it right, the nail right on the head. And as I said during the show, uh, if you don't have a lot of capital, um, how hard is it to go locate a stone? How hard is it to pour quickcrete in a box or whatever we talked about? There's always going to be ways. And the, and the cheapest way, if you don't even want to get in that, I mean, just go out and buy garbage bags, get some good burlap, wrap some sand in it, uh, tape it. Duct tape will be your best friend. You can build stuff. I mean, I've got stuff out there that's been ripped and retaped and ripped and rebagged. It, it never ends. You can do it. So there's no excuse. And um, don't do what we did. Just be very careful when you go and you see stones. We made the mistake one day of going on posted land. We were lucky we didn't get shot. You know, so uh, look at trees when you're walking around because we didn't even notice the posted sign. So just a just a, a warning, so you don't get in any trouble. Um, you know, it's real interesting too, Bill. Um, is you know now, especially here. Um, you know, I've walked all winter and stuff, no matter what the weather. But even though a not a lot has not melted totally from the last storm a few weeks ago. Um, you know, it is getting warmer. Things are going to start, you know, melting around here, and I can really get to hitting the whole driveway again. And, you know, I'm looking really forward to that because it's a, you know, as you can attest, as many people can, um, there's nothing like the feel of even if it's the first time in the season you are really able to really go at a decent clip, you know, up and down wherever you're doing it. And, that kind of just sets the tone for everything. You know, it's good to get out there in that cool spring weather, you know, warm up, grab a stone, and take off, man. And I do a lot of times, I'll do just light stones for warm-ups. I'll do warm-up walks, go in and do my weight work, or it'll be vice versa, or I train them on uh, their own singular day, of course. Depends what I'm up to. So, I mean, um, let, let your body, let your mind, let the world kind of uh, feel it all out and then figure it out. That's all. I, yep. I, I, That's you know. exactly right. I mean, I, uh, one of the things I do is that, that uh, and I tell people this, and I don't, many people haven't believed me, but I'll go 30 days in a row lifting stones. Yeah, I, yep, day. yep. Lift the stone every day, and you get strong in a way that you just don't get strong in another, that way. Um, yep. So the, the thing is, there really aren't any rules. I know a lot of people talk about overtraining, and I think it is possible, but I think a lot of it is that you've, 
just not condition yourself to to have a certain type of uh, strength. That's why people, you know, men that work, yep, you know, in, in trades where they have to be physically strong with their hands or their back, that, that over time they get really, really strong. Yep. Um, you know, and I've, I've got some very good examples. Maybe we can talk about that the next time on the show. Sure, sure. Examples of work strength that I've personally witnessed and some of the strongest people I've ever met were just guys that worked themselves strong. Oh, yeah. Um, there's nothing like messing with a wheelbarrow when you train. Uh, I do things we call it the hard hat workout where I'll literally – we could take every stone I've got in my pile, and if you've seen the amount of stones I've got outside, whether they're Atlas, whether they're cement, Husafels, um, natural stones, and I've got a ton of them inside. Some are even buried in another power rack. Um, you could take just even uh, from a 50-pounder to a 250, and there's loads of them I've got there. I'll take them and walk them 10 feet and put them in a big rock pile. Well, guess what? You got to put them back. Do that every day or every other day for a month straight. And I, I know people say, well, that's not real heavy. Well, I'll tell you what. You do that a few rounds like that, and 250 is going to feel heavy, even though it's the last one. The idea here is this. With that stuff, I'm not looking to set records. What I am doing is I'm creating this toughness, mental especially, thought especially but you know where i'm doing it you've heard bill and i talk about this what's going to be the failure with a stone let's just say you've got everything shored up the failure is going to be in your hands your fingers if you can't grip these things because a lot of them aren't going to have handholds you're not going to have success maybe you pick it up you walk three feet with it and dump it so these things like bill and i are talking about are so essential to doing these great lifts i mean and whatever you choose to lift or wherever you choose to go believe me stacking rocks walking with wheelbarrows um i take atlas stones you know it might not sound like much but get almost in like a bear crawl style and push that thing now i don't have an even driveway anymore because i've destroyed it uh you hit a piece of stone or you hit a rut where do you think that atlas stone is going and I take those things anywhere from 240 to 390 and roll them. They'll put you flat on your face, believe me. Bill, um, comment on any of that. Give out any information you want. I will give mine out and just hang on the line, please. Okay, that's, I think that's that's great, Eric. Uh, thank you again for letting me be on the show again. Yes, sir. Um, I appreciate all that. Uh, you always bring it, and that's what we care about. Now, before we break off and I give everything out... Um, I want everybody to know about our good friend Frank DeMeo, who's been a big supporter of the show forever here. Um, he's been on the show with me for years. Now, on April 21st and 22nd of 2018, he is going to be doing um, how to start steel club and mace training at your gym. Now, to find out about this, you can go out to macefit.com instructor certification. Frank is awesome. He's been around a long, long time. Um, you can get info definitely at macefit.com or you can contact Frank DeMeo. That's F-R-A-N-K-D-I-M-E-O at 941-228-8341. Once again, Frank DeMeo. 941-228-8341. I'm telling you right now, you couldn't deal with a better person. 
Um, exceptional guy. Um, I think the world of him, and he's all part of our M&M family. Tell him I sent you down. Um, Frank's a great guy. That's all I'll say on that. Also, don't forget to go out to uh, fearallbarbellco.com, Winners and Champions, Inc. Go out and look at that. It will change your life forever. Forever. Also, go out to our Prosperity Conscious page. Donate to MotivationMuscle.com. I'm telling you right now, I know the letters I've got. I know the people it's changed lives for. Um, People that haven't lifted in 10 years, 15 years, they hear us. They go and they start doing it. That's the idea of the show. But, you know, let's face it. It's not cheap to run here, and anything you could give would be appreciated. As they say, with anything with prosperity, it's great to give, and we give, but it is not right if you don't get something back in return. Now, we've had a lot of people that have donated, and I appreciate that. But anything that you could give would be appreciated. There's a $25, 50 and $100 um, button. Each button you get free things with, it goes right to my PayPal account, and you're in and out of there like nothing. Also, too, don't forget to go out to our YouTube channel, um, Fear All Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. Also, the Manly Men's Movement, that's out on uh, fearallbarbellco.com. As we were talking about, go out and start a discussion. Also, um, we're doing strategic uh, speaking with anyone. It's free on anything you want to talk about. If you're in New York State, come on over here. I'll give you the best workout of your life. And if you're not in New York, we can get anywhere with you on Skype. Advertising on Motivation and Muscle. Go down. It's on the home page. Just click it. You'll fill out a form. I'll get the form, and I will contact you. That's the way to do things. You do it by speaking with people. That way there's no confusion. Um, also, too, don't forget to go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Go out and look at all the shows Bill and I have done. This show will either be up Sunday or Monday morning at the latest, so it's going to have a quick turnaround. Um, Nicole's is going I started writing half of it before I went on with Bill. Um, that might be up tonight, if not, first thing Saturday morning. Um, also, too, uh, don't forget about signing up for our free newsletter on motivationandmuscle.com. Um, it goes right to my MailChimp account. You will get whatever I put out, and I always am very content-rich, so that's all out there, too. Um, also, too, go out to, um, let me think. I think that, no, if there's a show you'd like Bill and I to do, Fiorella Barbell at NICAP.R.com. iTunes and Stitcher, give us a five-star review. That's what we got, and we thank you for that. You can get us in your car 24-7 through AHA directory. That's A-H-A. Um, also, too, if someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to say five words of kind words. Inspiration. You don't know. I'm telling you, five words could change your life. And there's a lot of that that's been done. As my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. You never know how what people are going through. You'd be amazed. Also, if you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, squat it, press it, pull it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. 
And as the great Hoosa Steel Stone Crusher says, in blood red domination, we are domination. We clear cut the path. We don't follow anyone's. Dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. And as Russell Fur says, who's been listening to the show from the beginning, when I listen to your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. It'll always be that way. There'll be a sense of power no matter who is on here and no matter what we do. Because if we don't lead, we're not going to capture people's hearts and minds. So always think of that. Um, Frank Klein, my greatest college business uh, professor, Repetition, repetition, repetition. Winners never quit and quitters never win. My dad be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor ever, would walk every patient in the door and say, keep smiling. Um, and that's very important. Um, also, too, um, what the heck did I want to hit? There's something else I was going to say. Um, well, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred or more of your friends we're coming because we won't knock your door in. We will blow the roof off your house. Join the family. Join the family. Join the whole revolution here for the next 30 years. We need you and you need us. Uh, the great, um, Les Brown says, um, you all have greatness. We take it two steps further. We got your back, and we believe in you. And I don't know how many people in today's world would put out an offer like that. Bill, um, you know, great to have you on. Always an honor. Awesome content. And um, much success with the move and your family's move. Um, I think you're going to find that uh, you're going to be in the right place like we're all looking for. So thanks for being on. Thank you. You are welcome. So, for Bill Crawford, this is Eric Fiorello. Thanks for listening. As I said, this show should be up Sunday, Monday morning at the latest. Hey, the world's asking you, you need to go out there and do something great. Remember, you're all our geniuses. Just no one's ever told you that. We do. So, we will talk to you soon. So, for Bill Crawford, this is Eric Fiorello. Have a great weekend, and thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.